Page 32, Case 8, by Shang's Fox. Introduction. If you keep so much as the letter A in your mind, you'll go to hell like an arrow shot. One drop of wild fox slobber, when swallowed, will not be spit out for 30 years. It is not that the order is strict in India. It's just that the ignoramus's karma is heavy. Has there ever been anyone who mistakenly transgressed? When Bezan lectured in the hall, there was always an old man who listened to the teaching and then dispersed with the crowd. One day he didn't leave. Bezan then asked him, who is it standing there? The old man said, in antiquity, in the time of the ancient Buddha Kashapa, I lived on this mountain. A student asked, does a greatly cultivated man still fall into cause and effect or not? I answered him, he does not fall into cause and effect. And I fell into a wild fox body for 500 lives. Now I ask the teacher to turn a word in my behalf. Baizong said, he's not blind to cause and effect. The old man was greatly enlightened at these words. Fox drool is still there. So this is not a coherent statement. It's just the things that came up that I wrote down. What is a quote, greatly cultivated, what does a greatly cultivated man mean? We'll get back to that later. Remind me, please, if I forget. So as I listened to this, what came up for me was not to and the Shin Shin Ming. Do not lose yourself in the world. Do not lose yourself in emptiness. We live in a constructed world that has suffering and pain. But where we fall into cause and effect, that's life. But where we carry that, and how many years did he say? It's 500 lives. 500 is where we hang on to the second arrow that comes from cause and effect. Um, I loved the phrase, he gave a fearless expl explanation because for me, what is meant by fearlessness is he just spoke the truth. And that is, it doesn't matter how lowly or highly you are, whether you're a monk, uh, a priest, uh, well-practiced and versed, or lowly, different person. I won't use lowly, a different person than that. Um, it is possible for all to fall into cause and effect. We shouldn't be blind to that. That's life. It's our ancient twisted karma. But for this particular man, the sting is still present long after the effect that caused it has passed because he held on to the second arrow. 
The old man knows cause and effect, but he doesn't know how to move past that second sting. And so when I go back and look at um, what a greatly cultivated man means, I don't think it necessarily means one who's um, deeply studied in the practice. I think it's one who is deeply practiced in the study. We practiced in the study. I, I really like that. I do. And I may be completely wrong. <laughs> That's just what came up for me. Why did he fall into a wild fox body for 500 lives? Are you asking me? Yeah. Because he wouldn't let go of the second arrow. And the second arrow being? Well, there's the suffering. And then there's the story we make about the suffering. And if we don't um, move to a point in our practice where we are able to hold that and as a result transcend that, we never move past that slobbering fox body. We just don't. Was there a problem because he answered a, a question um, definitively? Because Baijan answered a question definitively? No, Baijan at the end, no, but the, the man who turned into the fox, Why did he um, turn into a fox? So I'm going to look at that paragraph again. The old man said, in antiquity, I lived on the mountain. And a student asked, does a greatly cultivated man, I'm assuming that because he lived on a mountain, he might have been a monk um, living on a mountain. But I don't know that. I don't a student know. asked him a question. Right. Does a greatly right. cultivated man still fall into cause and effect? And I don't know why it says I answered him. I guess the old man answered him. The old man who, who yes, right. He does not fall into cause and effect. And I fell into a wild fox body for 500 years. So what was his sin, so to speak? This is how I read it, Kim. And again, I don't know if this um, gets to the core of this koan. One does not fall into cause and effect. It exists. It just is a part of the way we live and a part of the way the cosmos is structured, right? A star explodes, creates a big bang, we have all of these suns, moons, and stars. That's cause and effect. It happens on a cosmic and on an individual level. It just is. We also choose cause and effect by our actions, but I don't know that... Well, I'll just say that. Okay. And, I'm, and then, I'm, 
Go ahead. I'm so sorry. To there's some difference here between he does not fall into cause and effect and he is not blind to cause and effect. Correct. There's a shift. And what is that shift? Uh, let me see. Well, I and that that shift is what the greatly enlightened the old man. The so student asked, does a cult a greatly cultivated man still cause still fall into cause and effect? And I answered him, he does not fall into cause and effect. And and I think that there's a presumption there that just because someone is highly cultivated, whether that means just um like a you know, a, a, someone who has studied the sciences and the arts and all of that, or whether it means someone who studied the practice or whatever, that somehow they are above cause and effect. And I think that's what caused him to fall because that's not true, that you can't say that. It's not true. That's the whole point of the thing is that everyone and everything is still affected by cause and effect it's how you handle it that that is what the difference is not whether or not it happens does that make any sense at all well a little both of you are believe in cause and effect and may i reply first kim yeah because what came to mind as Melissa was talking, as I reread this, is that, and again, I'm just going to, for for the time being, assume a greatly cultivated man and him living on a mountain is a very studied in this practice, right? That Just for now. And thank you for pointing out falling into and aware of cause and effect. And what came to mind is I can teach you every single aspect of sailing, talk to you about everything you need to do to sail a sailboat beautifully. But until you actually do, until you actually practice that, it becomes embodied and you're one with it. All that instruction doesn't matter. And so back to my assumption that this was a monk if this was a well-studied man, he may have been aware of cause and effect. And yet, it was all studied, and it wasn't, um, his practice wasn't experiential to the point that it would keep him from falling into it. That's what I get from it but tell us more well carl always talked about carl was my first teacher nelda has taken some courses with him and he always says that there's no such thing as cause and effect and his reason for saying that was that from a given cause like i didn't lock the door many effects could occur like your house could get robbed or nothing could happen and anything in between the door could fly open and a fox could come in you know anything could happen um 
Peg more or less disagreed. <coughs> so, so anyway, but I've, I'll, I, I did a, a little thing about it. I think another question for that I have is, does anyone fall into cause and effect? And I've always kind of bought Carl's explanation that, that, um, Oh, I get it. We can't control everything. We can look ahead to... Well, something. not only can we not control it, but we can't be certain of anything. Right. And I think it was just to oh. say not blind is kind of to acknowledge that it may occur and it may not. But to, to, it was something about his, his certainty to me, the certainty, mm -hmm. this, this definite, clear answer. It was like not knowing his most intimate, which is another koan. So here he's really, there's a clarity. And when you have that amount of clarity, it was like with the, the, the um, koan about Buddha holding up the flower. I told it to a classmate of mine who was, who was a brilliant guy. He was a English teacher at at Northwestern and he's he's has a really serious Zen practice, but he explained the whole thing in such certainty that it just it still bothers me. Like this is what happened, this is the reason it happened. It, it was kind of like the analysis. I you know, I, I I respect this guy so much and I was so kind of embarrassed for him that he had that amount of certainty. And so that to me, I don't know if I'm I'm right mm -hmm. or wrong, but that to me has something to do with the difference between he does not fall into and he is not blind to. It's like one is you're acknowledging some part. But can I show my my piece? Yes, please. Yes, yes please. Perfect sense. I I really could be um, completely off here, but that's kind of what. And again, he leaked, you know, which we've seen in the other koans. He said something he shouldn't have said, which is is a definite, clear answer. Um, As if there's only one definite effect. Mm -hmm. And there's not. You're, you're right. You know, funny you say that. I left my car door open, <laughs> wide open all night. I went out, got something, was going to go back and shut it wide open. First thing I thought is, oh, my God, no one stole my car. Second thing I thought was, oh, my God, my battery's dead. None of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> All the things I predicted, none of that happened. So thank you, Kim. You're right. Now, also, there's a connection to karma. And I think in the commentary, the word karma is mentioned. But the hint, <laughs> so all of these are making a comment about how other people thought in the past or believed and the Vedic people who believed in karma. Karma is a real cause and effect thing. You do X and, and Y happens. And the reason why Y happened is because you did X. And that's not a, a Buddhist thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so anyway, so anyway, you I will show. You really never know the consequences of your actions, no matter how 
benevolent to your intention or what the seeming outcome is, you don't really know the what ripple that has had in the end. Oh, and, and there's, and was, there's an, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, and was the effect really because of what we think the cause was? It's not all, it, it seems like that should be, but it could very well have been it could it not have been that that that, that wasn't the cause okay okay so let's see Kim. so there you have one cause and three effects it's either an effect or another effect or another effect and but there was another aspect of it that to it, us, kim if will you read the words on the outside because i, I will I will, but there's another another thing, and that is, uh, well, I, I guess it's in the words. It was not that he asked a dumb question. It was that he thought so narrowly, believing in such a simplistic view of the universe, where isolated events occur and, uh, and are predictable. And now that you mentioned the idea of this idea of, of two, you know, that the universe, that there is any isolated events as opposed to interdependent events and i think that's an important part too of the cause and effect that and and i always love the story about edward land who invented polaroid he um he differentiated between the way we see color which is in many multiple ways in the world and what people were seeing in a laboratory and this is done over and over again, that the laboratory is not, you, you eliminate um, variables in the laboratory. And so you miss a lot of stuff, but life is never that simple. So any question you ask, like, so why, why is he unhappy? Because X happened to him. Well, someone else X might've happened and he wouldn't be unhappy, you know? And, and to me, that that's like, all part of that. And that's why I think it's so significant, the difference in the words of uh, does he fall into or is he blind to? So blind to is like acknowledging there is some some uh, ways of, it's kind of like it's probabilistic, but it's not definite. So if you, you know, get drunk and drive, there's a likelihood that something bad will happen. You'll get a ticket or you'll get an accident or whatever, right? But it's not net definite. So, so that's what, so anyway, should we read the commentary? Yes, please, yes. But I would go, be turned into a fox if I had any certainty about it. <laughs> my view me too i just want to go back to one thing sure it makes sense one drop of fox wild Sl fox slobber when swallowed cannot be spit out for 30 years and and as we've talked about this i'm like or or even if you keep so much as the letter a in your mind yeah. that level of certainty even you just you're off track. You've spun out out of the universe, just as if you tilt the world's axis just a tiny little bit. You've spun completely away from what the reality of 
life is. Not being able to approach things with a clear mind without baggage. Mm -hmm. Just having that A in your mind. I mean, wouldn't it be neat? Once um, Kosho at the Austin Zen Center talked about walking through the door into the temple and how, how you drop drop away where you just came from and you're walking into this new space. So it's like dropping the A, um, being completely open. And, and I suppose a really good therapist would be like that, where you would walk in and they would forget everything they had learned and everyone they had just talked to that day and that week and that year, and they would just see you in a fresh way. And there's something else to that, Kim, and I, I have experienced this. I can only speak for me. And that is dropping away the world I left, but then I can walk into the Zendo and take up another construct instead mm -hmm. of the real world I'm walking into. It's like, oh, okay, now I'm in the Zendo. Now this must be. I must do this. Instead of approaching the forms as a way to practice openness that sometimes I have approach the form of walking into the zendo and the forms available to become more constricted yeah and how about every moment you know like your mind fixes so quickly on something but every moment being awake to what's happening that would be possible right that would seem possible yeah possible yeah okay so here's the commentary that I will share. Whose turn is it to read now? Is that the commentary? Mine starts with... I'm wrong. Okay. Well, I like that statement. That's for the next one. There it is. That's it, Kim. Okay. You want to read it, Nelda? All right. Commentary. On Baishang Mountain in Hong uh, Prefecture, every time Chan Master Dashi ascended the high seat, there was always an old man listening to his teaching. The old man had dwelt on this mountain 35. No, no, no. That, it's just page 35. Okay. Let me just, I'll read it from my book. The old, okay. man, the old man had dwelt on this mountain in the time of, Kasyapa Buddha, as he had answered a student mistakenly, up to the present, he had degenerated into a wild fox being. Let me read that again. Because he had answered a student mistakenly, up to the present, he had degenerated into a wild fox being. Indeed, it was because he himself leaned on a fence and stuck to a wall sending people off to fall into a pit and plunge into a ditch. And what's the ditch? 
of it, certainty. Yeah. 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 He had answered a student. See, I thought he had been a monk living on that mountain. He had answered yeah. a student mistakenly. And, and so he became the wild fox that these students took in his slobber and and couldn't spit it out for 30 mm -hmm. years. And so as a result of his certainty, he sent people falling off into a pit. Hmm. That is something to think about. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, that's actually, mm -hmm. when I think about that as a teacher, a monk doing that to someone, oh, it I, it terrifies me. I wouldn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> so in so many of the koans, they're not answering the question directly because the question is, um, Like like the question, does a dog have Buddha nature or something? That is, the person's way off asking that question. So, uh, Melissa, you want to read? Sure. He saw. How did we decide to say that? Does hi. Doshi. Doshi. Okay, thank you. I'm I'm sorry. I've been working all day, um, as everybody had. He saw Doshi had the skill to pull out nails and draw out pegs. So he forsook himself and followed the other, asking Doshi to turn a word on his in his behalf. Doshi gave a fearless explanation, lightly turning and saying, he is not blind to cause and effect. The old man was greatly enlightened at those words. He based his logic on actuality. Not falling into cause and effect is finding the wondrous <laughs> along with the flow. Oh. Wow. What? Hmm. Uh, those who understand the vehicle of the teaching see immediately when this is brought up. But though they shed their hair clothes their hair clothes they're still wearing scale armor have you not heard it told how the chen master yan was in the assembly of the chen master Hu? he heard two monks bring up this story one monk said even if he is not blind to cause and effect he still hasn't shed the wild fox body the other monk replied, just this is not just this is not falling into cause and effect. And when he is I'm sorry, when he has ever fallen. No, when has he? When has he? Uh, oh, when has oh, he? Thank you. Question. Right. When has he ever fallen into cause and effect? The master was startled and considered. Can, can you make it just a little bit bigger, Kim? That's part of my problem is I can't quite focus. Thank you. Um, these words, he considered these words unusual. He hurried to the bamboo cluster hermitage on Mount Hugo as he crossed the valley. As he crossed the valley stream, he was suddenly enlightened. 
He saw Master Nan and told what had happened. Before he finished, tears were streaming over his jaws. Master Nan made him sleep soundly on the attendant's bench, but suddenly he got up and wrote a verse. Not falling, not blind, for monks or lay folk there are no taboos. The bearings of a free man is like a king's. How can he accept the enclosure of a bag or covering of, by a lid? One's staff can be horizontal or vertical. The wild fox leaps into the company of the golden lion. Master Nan laughed, seeing it in this way when we when we first see him say, hopefully he would have said he is he does not fall into cause and effect. No, you didn't so, read. I now ask you to turn a word for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's kind of still hard for me to read. I now ask you to turn a word for me. Hopefully he would have said he does not fall into cause and effect to avoid causing beginners to fall into the pit of understanding. That's important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because then you have the beginners thinking that they understand everything when really... It's not all there yet for them. <clears throat> in the evening, Mazang went into the hall and recounted the preceding events. Hang Bo immediately asked. An ancient answered a turning word mistakenly and fell into the wild fox body for 500 lives. What if one's is not mistaken turn after turn? Oh. Bazang said, come here and I'll tell you. Hungo approached and gave Bazang a slap. Bazang clapped his hands laughing and said, I knew Fox's beards were red. Here's another red beard fox. Gosh. So <laughs> this, uh, this connection to a red beard of... Uh, Bodhidharma was said to have a red, red beard. We'll read about that in other cons. So, um, and I don't know the, the full significance of it, but it wasn't um, something to do with, with uh, it was unusual and people from around where he was didn't have a red beard. So, but, and I, maybe I'm all, all wrong about this. Maybe I'm going to turn into a fox. <laughs> But that's interesting that even if he was, if if he had answered rather than with a slap, yes or no, it would have been just a continuation of that problem of certainty. So back to what if one is not mistaken, turn after turn. I want to pause there a minute. So this the student or let's see. Wang Bo asked, "What if?" Well, I don't think it was the correction, the the correctness of his what he said, but but the definite. The, the, the I don't really, think it makes any difference. Here's here's what I'm asking. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm trying to understand. In many of the koans, the act 
that takes place, the slap, is, is the exact opposite of how we interpret it right now. Just like Asian fathers, Japanese fathers, if they are really want to praise their, their child, they'll say the worst things about them, right? Like, I have the laziest, dumbest son there is, and the son smiles, and you're like, what? And it's because that's their way of actually saying, I have the most amazing son. And so what I'm trying to figure out is that when Huang Bo said, what if one is not mistaken turn after turn and got a slap, if that was sort of a high five type slap? Or well, one thing it said to me is that words will not just words would further like denigrate the whole situation. It's not a, a mean slap at all. It, it's like, that's all I can say. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Words won't do it, but there's no meanness to it. Okay, thank you. That's what I was trying to understand. Yeah. Um, and also, um, it often is accompanied with some kind of enlightenment. Mm. So, then he clapped his hands laughing and said, it's almost like what he's saying. He's, he's excited. He got something mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. the slap. Don't you think? Yes. He clapped his hands yeah. laughing and said, I knew Fox's ears were red. And now he's talking more metaphorically, like in another realm, more in, he's, he's not um, drowning in this in this philosophy philosophy uh well and what what is the so it says um what if one is not mistaken turn after turn isn't he also trying to say well that you can't that's like that's not possible you can't always not be mistaken for that long you have to accept that there are going to be other uh, other things happening that makes sense. No. That just like they were, we were talking earlier that it, it there's not cause and effect. You can't keep falling into that cause and effect thing. And here, you can't assume that turn after turn, anybody or anything is going to be not mistaken. It's not going to make a mistake or not be mistaken in their understanding. Maybe not. I think a, a clear answer there would have been problematic yeah. to that question. What if one is not mistaken? So that's why the slap would be the only appropriate response, because otherwise it would go down this the same road. To right. me. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah. Hmm. Bezan attained the great capacity. Wambo, Hambo attained the great function. They didn't have names for no reason. Gishan asked Yangshan, Yambo always uses his capacity. Did he get it by birth or from another? Yangshan said, this is both his receiving his teacher's bequest and an inherent communion with the source. Gishan said, so it is. Look at the father Bezan and son. 
They roam fearlessly like lion kings. How could they make a living in a wild fox den? My tailbone is already showing more and more. Now I let Tang Tong loose to ply his claws and fangs. Look. You, would you read this, Nelda? His verse says, No. Oh, you're, you're muted, Nelda. Thank you. His verse says, A foot of water, a fathom of wave. For 500 lives, he couldn't do a thing. Not falling, not blind, they haggle. As before entering a nest of complications. Ah, ha, ha. Understand? If you are clear and free, there's no objection to my babble. The spirit songs and shrine dances spontaneously form a harmony. Clapping in the intervals, sing Lila. Singing Lila. The spirit songs and shrine dances spontaneously form a harmony. Clapping in the intervals, singing Lila. Hmm. Love that. And now we have another commentary. Is that in your book too, two commentaries? Yes. Melissa, would you like to read? Sure. Okay. okay. Establ establishing practice and realization, distinguishing cause and effect, a foot of water, a fathom of wave, falling into the spirit of a wild fox for 500 lives, even if the two monks at the bamboo cluster hermitage had extraordinary discernment, when we hold them up to examination, they have not avoided plunging into the into a tangle. In this line of Tai Tong, in this line of Tai Tongs, there are two characters which do not rest easy. Why doesn't he say as before? They plunged into a wild fox lair. Ah, ha, ha. This illustrates Baizong's enlightenment. Tain Tong reveals what's in his own heart, saying, understand. But I ask, does Tai Tong understand? If you are free, clear and free, there is no objection to my babble. Fortunately, he has status. What chore would he not do for others? Babble, da da wa wa, is baby talk representing that it is not real speech. Also, the weir of interpretation of the lotus of reality says, da da is a symbol of learning action, wa wa is a symbol of learning speech. In the great demise scripture, there is sickness practice and baby practice. Some books say Baba Wawa, Chan Master Shandu of Sushi of Sushia asks or said, among the sixteen practices in the great demise, the baby practice is best. All this is the same meaning as the spirit songs and shrine dances. But tell me, what is the harmony? 
10,000 pipes you cannot hear if you have mind on a solitary cliff without ears when you know the sound. Then you know the sound. Then you know the sound. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well, this was pretty uh, difficult. Should we read next week's commentary? I mean, next week's koan? Yes, it's closed. It's, yes. it's, yeah. it's short. Well, just we read it at the end of our thing so we can work on it. Yes. Right. And it's a beauty. And this is the one I thought we had for this week. So, Melissa. Come back next week too. <laughs> I will definitely be here next week. I'm, I'm, I love uh, this one. Non-quan kills a cat. We didn't do the wrong one again, did we? No, we hadn't done. No, it. we haven't done this one. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Who'd like to read it? I will. One day at Nanquan's, the eastern and western halls were arguing over a cat. That's like two dormitories. When Nanquan saw this, he took and held it up and said, if you can speak, I won't cut it. The group had no reply. Nanquan then cut the cat in two. Nanquan also brought up the foregoing incident to Zhaoju. And, and asked him, Zhaoju immediately took off his sandals, put them on his head, and left. Nan Quan said, if you had been here, you could have saved the cat. been here, you could have saved the cat. So again, it's about speaking, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What can you say? And if you don't speak, will you cause more harm? Or will your actions save the cat? You could have saved the cat. I'm gonna put shoes on my head more often. Me too. Maybe then I wouldn't lose them so often. That might be helpful too. And maybe the cat, cat wouldn't get cut in half. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much. Take care. Bye-bye.